Spalding, this calls for the old Billy Barul. How's it going there, everyone? It's Brian Thompson alongside Kevin Noto coming to you with a special Thursday edition of the Conquer Golf Podcast. Uh, we've got some interesting things to talk about in the world of golf. Um, it's been kind of a fun week. We've kicked off the FedEx Cup playoffs. Uh, obviously, Northern Trust Open, Bryson DeChambeau winning last week. We'll talk about that. Uh, we'll get into sort of what kind of Ryder Cup implications uh, there are uh, with both the European and American teams, and we'll also look ahead to the next playoff event in the FedEx Cup uh, at TPC Boston this coming week. So, uh, got a lot of stuff to talk about. Should be a good episode. Uh, Kevin, what was your sort of initial takeaways from from the Northern Trust last week? Um, I mean, like you mentioned earlier when we were talking before this show. Uh, Tiger Woods driving it a lot straighter <laughs> was good to see. Um, moving forward through the playoffs and moving into the Ryder Cup as well. Um, Bryson was impressive. Uh, Four-shot leads are actually pretty scary. I, I know the close percentage is high, but it was almost like it was a no-sweat kind of thing. Like a, a no-doubt. He, he started off with birdie-birdie and kind of like made a very big statement after those first two holes. So that was that was impressive. Yeah, I, I felt the same way. Um, you know, Bryson, I, I was really impressed with him. Certainly his golf spoke for itself, but I just felt like even the things I heard him say after the round in some of the, the press conference uh, commentary that, that that there was, I was just really impressed. I, I've, I think I've been very skeptical of him, him um, largely because he's such a scientist and, yeah. and you know, kind of quirky and, and I don't have anything against the guy I think he, he seems he comes across as a, a really uh, you know carries himself generally very well he had that one little hiccup with the uh, in at the Porsche event in Germany where he the handshake snafu shake him, yeah. but uh, I think that's sort of forgivable and understandable given the circumstance he triple bogey the last hole yeah. to lose by one like yeah. Um, obviously he, he's probably not proud of that either and, and you know that's kind of behind him but I think generally speaking he carries himself very well and I just was really impressed with the way that he was, you know, talking about being a man on a mission. And, you know, I, my, my favorite comment, he, he's coming off the uh, the 63 in, in the third round. And the, one of the reporters was asking him, you know, is, is that, you know, you, noticed you, you were the one on the range after the round. You know, is, is that, uh, you know, does that make you sort of unusual? And he, like, in a snap was like, well, it wasn't 54. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't birdie every hole. <laughs> and I just felt like... You know that's 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 what you 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 got from Tiger when Tiger was twenty three, twenty four, yeah. twenty five. You know that was this. It's the same sort of mentality, and you don't hear that yeah. from very many guys. Well, who would you think's the opposite? In my mind, it's like Rory, right. someone who's completely complacent with the lifestyle. Like, you know, and I think he wants to win, of course, but he wants he loves the fact that he's rich and famous and gets to live an awesome life, and no one can blame him. But then there's the people like Bryson apparently who like burn to win. He he he's a for sure. <laughs> yeah. I think uh yeah, I mean I, I certainly can't you know, don't want to take anything away from like Rory's 
work ethic, but I think you, you just don't see that kind of reaction yeah. from, from Rory. I think you're, you're, yeah. you're right about that, right? It's like uh, there's something that drives Bryson that it's, you know, say yeah. what you will about it. it it's, it's unique. Yeah. And uh, I think it, it is the kind of thing that can separate you, um, you know, from your, from your peers and certainly, certainly did last week. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And you see people like Spieth, he seems to have that, you know, burning desire to win he'll be out there on the range putting in hours after um clearly cares like a whole lot while he's out it's just different and then going back in time just a quick detour when you think of people who maybe could have won more if they had that sort of mentality on the top of my list comes like freddie couples and that's part of what makes him freddie couples was his i don't hit range balls i just play golf you know um everything's so easy and cool but it's like at the end of the day how i don't know how many wins he had but he has what one major yeah and probably one of the more gifted golfers you know um definitely of his generation he was number one in the world wasn't he yeah yeah so, he wasn't i don't think it was for a, a super long stretch but uh certainly made it there and and you know the 92 masters was sort of his crowning yeah. achievement but I, I agree i think it's funny i mean everybody's just a little bit different you yeah. know, and, and you do have to kind of be you. You know, I think if Fred yes. Couples was trying to be like Tiger Woods, he, he might not have won any majors. He might not even have made the tour for that yeah. matter. You that's, know, like that's true. You, totally. You, you, you have to sort of figure out. And that's not to say that like some people can sort of slack off and, and not work hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the in the end, you, you do have to set yourself up to, to just not only be yourself, but by by extension and doing that you're going to extend your sort of career if you will by just being in the game so to speak mm-hmm. and engaged in the game for a longer period of time yeah um you know and, and not getting burnt out too much and yeah. certainly there's kind of ebbs and flows to that but i think um we'll, we'll see how, how long you know bryson can sort of stay up on this i mean i think Certainly, we've never seen anybody uh, have the intensity like that for a, a longer period of time than what we saw with Tiger. I mean, that was sort of the gold yeah. standard. I know certainly Nicholas had a, a bit more longevity, but you know, we'll see what happens with Tiger here in the next few years if he can sort of uh, close the gap mm-hmm. uh, a little bit there. But uh, you know, I, I think it's 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 fun to watch. It's I, I I don't know. There's something about that mentality that he brought to the last week and, and what he seems to be bringing to these, these playoffs and this lead into the Ryder Cup that, I don't know, I just kind of respect it. Yeah, it, and the other thing is, like, he plays because he wants to win, but he also has a whole different mission. He, I think he wants to prove his crazy theories right. And he yeah. knows that, like, it's an uphill fight, and he's like, I have, like, it's my, it's my duty to prove that all these things that I believe are true. Yeah. I think you're right about that. That's an that's a really good take. Yeah. It's like he's it's given him a chip on his shoulder. Exactly. You know, yeah. and it's you're right. You're absolutely right. He probably yeah. does feel Very like cool. he has something to prove. And uh, I think my knock on him has always been that I've, while I, I don't fully agree with how extreme he is with his approach to the science. I think there's certainly value there, but I, mm-hmm. I think by focusing uh, largely on that, I, I think at times he's probably undervalued the. The benefit of all of the work that he's put into practicing the way that he's practicing it, which I think is really the the, the sort of more important part. Not not so much 
the way that he's practiced it, but the fact that he has put so much put work behind down, that yeah. that way, right? Yeah. Um, and and you know achieved that level of mastery that he he's at now, obviously. And so, uh, I don't know. I, I I a lot of bonus points to Bryson DeChambeau, at least with me. I, I even though he's obviously had a great start to his career, I, I've always been a little bit kind of skeptical and uneasy. I, and I, I'm in the same boat. Yeah. I, for no reason, he seems like a nice, nice, well-behaved, for lack of a better term, uh, like young star out there. Yeah. But he's just kind of rubbed me the wrong way, and maybe it was his brashness of like his intensity that almost turned me off. But once it turns into winning, and they prove they can do that, the intensity almost becomes beloved in my mind. So. Yeah. Um, rounding out the top five, you have Finau right behind him. Kind of a ragtag top five, honestly. Um, then Horschel and Cam Smith tied for third, and then Ryan Palmer, Adam Wise, and Adam Scott making another uh, strong finish. Looks surging. So, he looks so good right now. He does look good. He's always looked good, but, man, when he gets on a roll, like... I mean, maybe it's just because I've seen him on TV lately, right? Because he's had a couple of finishes up there, but it's just no, hard to swinging, not... He's swinging free. It, really envy that. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, I feel like he could play golf forever. Yeah. Like, in shape, perfect golf swing, and he already traditionally isn't very good at the stuff that tends to disappear when you get older. So, like, he already's not a great putter, and he already puts pretty much with a long putter. So how much worse can it get for him? So Speaking of putting with a long putter, he's been carrying two putters in his bag? <laughs> I've like, never seen him use a short one. I, yeah, and that's what they were saying. I haven't either. But I'm like, well, why does he even have the short one in the bag? It's like a peace of mind thing. It it's like an in be. insurance policy. Yeah, he might be like, hey, like, yeah. Like, is keeping that, that in my bag is more important than foreign. I don't know. It, it, it seems... I I would love to have a chat with him about it and hear him talk more about that. Maybe if, if somebody's... Uh, uh, post uh, seen anything about that they could maybe share it or something somewhere but yeah uh i thought that was really weird like usually it's also the other way around i feel like like isn't it like usually the short putter isn't the insurance policy for the long putter yeah. i feel like it's the other like the long putter is the insurance policy for when the short putter goes sideways yeah yeah so it's, it's a very interesting uh dynamic at play there but uh yeah that was certainly interesting uh the other thing I thought was really interesting that I wanted to chat about was just the, the complete 180 that Tiger's game did from the PGA Championship. And mm -hmm. that, you know, the PGA Championship couldn't hit a fairway to save his life, made a ton of putts, mm -hmm. and then he comes to Ridgewood, hits probably more fairways than he's hit in any tournament uh, this year, and made almost no putts. Yeah. <laughs> it was... It is amazing. Um, you know, he, he definitely he talked about how he made some tweaks to the driver, going back to Diamana whiteboard shaft and, and adjusting the loft a bit, and that that seemed to work. But I think what I took away from from this last week wasn't that he was putting bad all of a sudden, and it wasn't that he his game was really different. It's like to me, and this might come across as kind of weird to a lot of people. But, like, I think he got really lucky at the PGA Championship. Hmm. Like, he's definitely playing better. I, and I think he, he's probably going to win in the not-too-distant future. Mm -hmm. But I think if you're just really objective about it, like, the guy mapped it all over the place. He managed to have shots 
a significant amount of the time from rough trees. Mm -hmm. Certainly it takes some amount of skill to get out of those positions, but then you couple that, not only did he get have the opportunity to have a shot at the green, but he also made a bunch of putts, mm -hmm. right? Well, all of a sudden, this and this week, but on the other side of that coin, I don't think that he played worse. I think he got really unlucky. Yeah. Like, you know, there's always, like, a range of how you're performing or how you could potentially perform with your game. And, like, to me, his performance at the PGA Championship was sort of, like, the top end of what he could have gotten out of that, that week. Mm -hmm. And his performance at Ridgewood this last week was the very bottom end of the what he bottom. could yeah. have gotten, right? Yeah. Uh, that's sort of how I looked at it. I don't know. I don't know if you... Yeah, have any... that makes total sense. I suppose anytime you top five a PGA Tour event, you could probably say that you got towards the upper portion. I mean, he didn't used to, but he used right. to be a shot and a half better than everyone else per round. Right. But... Well, I mean, that that's why he was so good, though, right? Yeah. Is that he could perform at his sort of, like... Medium to Medium low, to yeah. low, and he would still be top five, top ten. Or or or, win. or, or win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. For a couple of your stretches, yeah. he still win. Yeah. yeah. And, and now he's... I think he's getting to the point where, like, just a solid week where his, like, sort of luck kind of co... Like, is sort of neutral. Mm -hmm. Uh... Like I think a solid week for him, he's, he is top five, I think, or top top yeah. ten, right? And I yeah. think as soon as he has a week where he like plays well and gets a little bit lucky, yeah, he'll win. He's gonna win. He is definitely gonna win. Or he makes you know six putts outside of twenty feet or right. something. He's gonna win. He's and yeah. that's, I mean like that's luck. Like there, there's skill involved in that, but like yeah, on over on on aggregate over seventy two holes, if you're making six putts you know, of, of consequence like that yeah. that are long like that, there's a definitely an element of luck. Like yeah. you can't control when you make those putts. You can just uh, control how well you're, you're stroking it and reading it. Right. Mm -hmm. So uh, I agree that that is a fair point. You know, uh, uh, he maxed out his potential and scored as well as he could probably at the PGA. And then pretty close to the opposite happened here. So the one thing I think he keeps that all in decent perspective, you know, like especially on this comeback when he's had tough rounds he sounds different. He sounds like he's okay with it, and he understands that that's how some weeks go. So yeah, it's good. It's healthy. We'll we'll see. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited for this year. I'm excited for next year in April. I think it's gonna be wild at Augusta. <laughs> it, it will be. Yeah, for it's sure. gonna be a circus, and it's gonna be awesome. Yeah, right. I I agree. Yeah. So. What, have you ever? It was really. I mean, I I do think you got unlocked to some degree, but like. Some of the the misreads that I saw, I watched a bit at certain times. I mean, there was like, I remember one like eight or ten foot putt that I watched him like literally misread by a foot. I was like, and I, and I, I guess, yeah, it's understandable. Some weeks you have good weeks on the greens, other weeks you know not so good. But like, I don't know what, what do you what do you make of that? Like, do you, do you ever do you have courses that you play that or have played where you're like, I just have no idea how to read these greens. Most courses that I play, I'd say. <laughs> um, yeah. There's courses where I don't make putts, but I can't say there's anyone that has me misreading them by, by a ton. Um, I don't know. I there, there's I wouldn't notice anything negatively. There are certain courses that I tend to make a lot more putts on, yeah. but the other ones I just I don't know. I don't feel like I'm lost. I just feel like I never make putts. Which that's, probably that's, means I'm lost, but... No, I think that's a, a testament to your outlook on it. I think that's good. Like, the fact that you don't have a overly negative 
uh, view of it. Yeah, um, and that you're like admittedly only remember the days that you the courses the that courses, I make. Yeah, that's that's, that's fantastic. That's like it's, Jack Nicholas who naive but yeah. never remembers three putting ever in his entire life. <laughs> and denies it <laughs> to, a, to this day. What a funny thing. That's the uh, best thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, what else? Let's see. So switching gears. So you and I were talking before we we jumped on the podcast that like I think we both agreed that Finau and Deshembo probably locked up their spot on the Ryder Cup team. Like, I mean, yeah, and we know Tiger's kind of a lock. Do you think Phil is a lock? That's. I think he was, and then I think Finau became a lock, and now. Maybe he's not. So, I mean, people were saying before last week that they thought Tiger and Phil were both locks. Yeah. And I certainly thought Tiger was a lock. Phil, uh, I certainly acknowledge that he adds a ton in the team room. And he's played, he's had some good success this year, right? Early in in the year. Yeah, and he's always been pretty good early in the year, right? Um, But I just feel like there's a, a level of consistency that's not there um and I, I don't i like phil um but but i'm looking at the list now i'm like who do you pick over phil like xander shoffley i don't know he's he's obviously had a good year but he hasn't played great since the the open championship i'm probably not going to pick kevin kissner or matt kuchar over phil I, I, so all of a sudden I'm, I'm getting pretty far down the list like there's Kyle Stanley's at 16 he, I'm not picking him over Phil no. so maybe he is a lock I, I don't know um, I mean I'm sure he so that means all the captain's picks in your mind are are done yeah I think they are I think they are um, and you know to your point I mean Tony Finau you could you could kind of pit him maybe against like a Kevin Kistner or Kyle Stanley but I think just the fact that, that you know you were mentioning how he's a bomber that can putt and what more could you want in a in a match play team event than than that? Um, yeah, and I th- I think you're absolutely right on that point. Like that's it's this the U.S. team. It's almost easy, huh? Because those right you, top eight are locked, and then the next three are in order, Possi- yeah. possibly assuming you're not betting on Phil, and then you go Xander. Kucher, Kisner, okay, but the argument's a lot stronger for Tony Finau. And then once you go further down, you're further down than the last pick. So you wouldn't really look further down unless there was someone coming in hot off injury that was on a tear or something that just didn't have points. I mean, I guess if if Schnedeker won, like, the next two playoff events or something. Yes, that's a great point. Right. That could do it. Someone with experience, someone who... To yeah. get as hot as anyone with the putter, you'd you'd have to think of them. You know? Yeah, but I think that's pretty unlikely at this point. Yeah, especially but, given that Finau like just had a runner-up finish and, and played well, right? He didn't like didn't falter at the end to yeah. to lose. He just got beat by somebody who's playing a bit better. Yeah, so, so that's a good point. All right, <laughs> uh, European Ryder Cup team. So I think this is really interesting. Uh, what I didn't realize until just, I don't know, I feel like I'm totally out of the loop. Like, they've definitely changed the picking selection. So there's only four automatic picks on the European team. They pick eight? Well, they what? so they've got the European uh, list. Maybe they, they go oh, off Oh, the two... European and World? Yeah. 
So they, yeah, so the, there's four off the European list, four off the world list, and then you've got the four picks. That's the way I understand it anyways. Yeah. So, yeah, you've got Molinari, Rose, Rom, McElroy, Fleetwood, Hatton, I think. Is he? Yeah, Hatton and uh, Thorbjorn and, and Norin. Those are your top eight. Yeah, and of those guys... The only one where you raise an eyebrow might be Fjordbjorn. Uh, Come on, man. That's my guy. <laughs> Love that guy. I know. He's got a great swing. <laughs> he does. The, I don't know. I mean, he's competed. Where did he compete? At the British? Yeah. But the, hmm, we'll see. If he was if he was on my Ryder Cup team, I'd partner with him. There you go. He'd be your boy. Okay, so let's go in order. I'm reading the world points list. Yeah, I think that's the simplest one to we go We have... Ian Poulter at 9, Rafa Cabrera-Breo at 10, Paul Casey at 11, uh, Matthew Fitzpatrick at 12, and then you got Sergio at 13. You go down here, the next interesting name is Henrik Stenson at 16. Uh, keep going down, you have, I mean, even a Shane Lowry at 21, a Thomas Peters, who yeah. pretty much dominated for them in the last couple Ryder Cups at yeah. 24. that's an interesting one. Um, I don't think there's anyone beyond that that's going to get picked. I mean, no. But you have Martin Keimer, who's been a staple on that team and won one form, essentially. Yeah. Um, I mean, once you hit Lee Westwood, he's a little older, but he's been on a million Ryder Cups. Um, and that's Graham McDowell. And Graham McDowell, yeah. Yeah, they had a, a great yeah. year. I don't think any of those guys are probably going to get picked. I think you're, you're picking between, as far as I'm concerned, Poulter's definitely a lock. Poulter's lock playing well lately. I think... Casey's a lock. Paul Casey's got to be a lock. And Cabrera Bayo. I think Seems... you have Cabrera Bayo, Sergio, Henrik, and Thomas Peters. And you have to leave out two of those. In my mind, that's... How can you leave Sergio Garcia off the team? Like Five this? straight majors, MC Hammer. I know. Gosh, Didn't even trunk make slammer. the top 125. I know that's just it's just shock. It's like a shock to the system. How could he have not? I don't know if they'll get, he'll get left off. He might not. Like, just, but how can you pick him? I don't know if you can. <laughs> it's so it would be so hard. Who like, do you, yeah. who, like who if, do you leave if, out? Henrik Stenson? Yeah, right. <laughs> I yeah. I just can't. You yeah. can't. You even Rafa Cabrera Bayo. He was great in. The last Ryder Cup, I think, I think. I think you you put. I think Cabrera Bayo has got to be on the team. Yeah. I think he's on. I, I think those nine through eleven there, Poulter, Bayo, uh, and, and Casey. Casey. I think those guys are in. Especially because Casey missed a ton of time with his. Yeah, he's wrist played injury. great this year. He had the win at Valspar, wrist, and I think he was his wrist injury. So, yeah. in all, you know, and yeah. if all things being equal, he would have had way more points. He'd be top five on this list. But yeah, yeah and he's played awesome. Uh, so, and then, you know, the other names that I skipped over were like Eddie Pepperell, who's fourteen. Who I don't, I don't know. I I don't follow the European Tour as much as I probably should. Um, he had that run at the British Open for a second. I thought he was going to win the British Open when everybody was bogeying every hole. Yeah. <laughs> he posted that. I think it was like five under or something. Yeah, uh, um, but I, he's not on the team. Let's be honest. No, him and Russell Knox aren't. Um, but Stenson, I mean. I, so, so the, really, to me, the question is, do you pick Stenson or do you pick Sergio? And 
I don't know. Like, Are you just assuming Thomas Peters is off? I know he's pretty far down, but like... I know. I, I, if I, I was I picking a, trying to win, I'd rather have... You'd put Thomas Peters on there than... Instead the, of Stenson or really, Sergio. Really? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. He I hits mean. driver. He's a bomber. I mean, Stenson's great, but it's you know he's not a great driver he's a great three wood guy but like that, maybe the best ever the best in the was. history of the I'll yes say that. yeah yes. without a doubt <laughs> that three wood is the outrageous four, yes but <laughs> i mean thomas peters bombs it flat out and from what i can see on their team they don't have that many flat out bombers yeah they got rory and you want to say john rom fine but yeah i don't it. i don't really see him as like a bomber per se I, I see him as like a solid guy I mean he can hit it plenty far him, him and Rose are probably similar they yeah. move it they're in the top 15% yeah, yeah that's that's fair yeah. but but he's, they, he's not the type that's gonna like I mean you well, st- if you step on the tee with him he's not gonna yeah. intimidate you <laughs> no. from a distance perspective no probably right? I mean he'll be, he'll be like past you probably a little bit but like <clears throat> yeah. that's cause he's playing seven days a week and yeah we're not yeah, so. his clubs are made in this decade. Yeah. <laughs> his clubs are made in this decade. He's not playing. The title is PT, 13 degree, <laughs> with a steel shaft. Exactly. Uh, but it, that's it's going to be interesting for him. If I had to say, it's, you know, Poulter, Cabrera-Bello, Casey, and I, I'm pretty sure he'll pick Henrik. But between Henrik, Sergio, and Thomas Peters, that's a tough call for Mr. Bjorn. Oh. All right, so who are you picking? Make, make your call. Is it Peters? Is that your guy? Sounds like that's your guy. I, I think he's going to pick Henrik, but I would pick Peters. So. That's fair. I think I would probably pick Henrik. Yeah. But I think the one guy I definitely wouldn't pick is Sergio. I wouldn't, I'd stay away from him, too. Yeah. yeah. I just think yeah. his, his form has been... And he actually has something to offer as a captain. captain. I feel like he'd understand that he didn't get picked because he's been so terrible, and then... He'd like be a decent captain of all those guys, probably. Yeah. So he could still contribute without actually having his clubs on the course. So um, not that that's going to factor in at all, but all right. Sorry, we went a little long on that. We'll no. jump into the Dell <coughs> Technologies. Maybe one of my favorite tournaments of the year. I don't. It's probably just that 18th hole that I think is superb. It's a pretty yeah. I, I agree. I think it's pretty cool as well. Um, with, so. So let's talk about picks for a second, because we were talking about our, our, our DraftKings lineups that we're, we're throwing together, and then we'll make our sort of weekly, yeah. you know, one-man uh, winner and loser picks. Um, but one of the picks that we didn't really talk about when we were talking about Northern Trust that I kind of like this week is Keegan Bradley. Interesting. Uh, it's, it's, oh, you hometown? Know, hometown boy. <laughs> He's had some good finishes. I know that he absolutely collapsed on Sunday at Northern Trust, but what he end up? I saw him. He shot like a seventy-seven or eight or something like that, which is just—it's amazing to think that a guy that shot sixty-two the day before could go out and shoot seventy-seven. But I mean, if anyone could do it, it's him. <laughs> if anybody could do it, it's me. I mean, I can't do the sixty-two part, but certainly, uh, you know, I've shot plenty of sixty-eights and followed them up with eighties before. That's for sure. Um, yeah, it's just the it's the nature of, of golf. In some cases, and I, certainly it's probably uh, you know you get on a roll on on a day when you're not really in the mix, mm-hmm. and you you just kind of carry some momentum through the round. And then all of a sudden you're in the last group, and there's a little bit of pressure, and 
you start going a little bit sideways and next thing you know like it starts compounding itself and yep. you finish the day with 77 or 78 um but i, I do like him i think he he's certainly talking about quirky i mean how about, how about that for a quirky pairing bryson DeChambeau and keegan bradley yeah and no. the, <laughs> I, know. I mean, maybe the two quirkiest guys on the entire tour. What Keegan does before he steps into a ball is twinkle toes. Yeah, yeah. And how about the way he reads his putts? He like gives them the oh, eye yeah. like that, you know? Stink guy. It's, yeah, it's pretty awesome. <laughs> it's it's amazing. Um, but I, I like him this way. I like I like him as a hometown guy. He's had some good finishes. He's definitely in my DraftKings lineup this week. Um, so we'll we'll see. See how that pans out. I don't, anybody else uh, on your radar that you kind of really like? I like Leishman. Um, he's, he's yeah, Mock Leishman. Yeah, he's had a quiet last couple tournaments, and but they've been solid. Yeah, he's always just solid. But I just feel like I feel like he's due for a breakout. He's just been on top of my mind the last I'd say four weeks of like just thinking about who's gonna win a tournament. So I think. I think he's due. I think he has a little bit of decent history at uh, TBC Boston, too. Um, I mean... Who else did you have? You have Rose. That's kind of a that's staple a, pick. Yeah. Bubba, I thought that was sort of an interesting pick. That is an interesting one. I mean, he's he's been a bit sporadic. I think he's had three wins this year, but he's also had some sort of... Extremely sporadic. Yeah. He's been... I don't know. I feel like... I don't know why I put him in. I wouldn't have just put him in for no reason, uh, but I can't. I can't remember my crazy logic. You like that 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 fade on on the power fade on eighteen to win it. I do. Yeah, yeah. he gets to bend it off that greenside bunker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's a good one. I think the other one that we both had, uh, Kyle Stanley, really good value on yeah. DraftKings. I think he's like, I don't know, was it seventy one hundred. Uh, Bucks on your DraftKings salary, which is is a great value this week. Uh, is it seventy one? I think uh, yeah, seventy one hundred. So I think that's a, definitely a solid one. Zach Johnson's another one that I think is a really solid play. Seventy five hundred. Mm-hmm. He's might not win, but I mean he's finished top twenty in like six of his last seven starts. Yeah. Um, and you know he's fortieth last week, so it's like he's not scared of winning. He's not either. scared. Of, well, so right. If he gets there, he'll do it. Yep, I, I agree. Um, but I definitely like him as sort of a reliable, low-cost uh, option this week. Um, I had Kevin Na in as well, and then I had Kepka and Tiger. I think uh, Tiger's going to have some regression towards the mean, which this week means that he'll play better. Better. Yeah. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if he won this week. He's had well, he's had success pretty much everywhere he's gone at this point. But Is, do you even consider Rory? A possibility. Well, I mean, you have to, but I, I don't know. I kind of not. Huh? Kinda, yeah, it's not one that I, it's like on my radar. But you know what? He's also the type that like he could just win out of nowhere. Yeah. Like he finds something one week, all of a sudden he just stripes driver. You know, goes like full Kepka on it. You know, no, like yeah. mashes it three fifty. He can run away from yeah. people like yeah. no problem. Yeah. yeah, has a good putting week and boom, done. It's like nobody's gonna beat him. Yeah, he totally has that gear. I think that's why it's harder for Tiger to win, though. I don't know if we've talked about this maybe before, but like, there's like too many guys. There's like six guys that could do that on any given yeah. like DJs like that. They kept, hit it three forty, and you know, only one of them has to play good to blitz a field. Yeah, it's too many field blitzers out there. Yeah, yeah. it's it's tough. 
<coughs> All right, so let's uh, let's recap. Last week we're gonna make our picks as we uh, wind, wind down here. Yeah, last week we had I picked Patrick Reed to win. He took uh, t twenty five at minus seven. And I took Scott Stallings to take uh, last, and he finished t twenty eight at minus six. So only technically one shot better or worse than P Reed. Brian uh, had much more, was m- a little bit better than me by by. Jason Day, what did he finish? Jason Day T twenty minus eight and Satoshi Kadira, at uh, missed the cut at plus seven. So well done there. All right, so uh, whoever Kevin picks to finish last, you might want to insert them into your DraftKings yeah, you lineup. Throw a couple bucks on them <laughs> for sure. No uh, I, I I'm convinced that you know these guys are just inspired and they're like. You know, screw this guy. I'm going to prove him wrong. <laughs> and yeah, I heard they listen. Yeah, I'm sure they're all listening. Um, all right, so who do you have this week? Uh, let's start with losers. Hmm, loser. Um, Danny Lee. Danny Lee. It's getting really hard. I think <laughs> Danny Lee's kind of an interesting pick. Did you I, see that? I picture him going, he can go nuclear high. Um, he can also, he's a solid ball striker. He's got a good swing. Yeah. But I, I picture he could go. All right. So it's Danny Lee guaranteed top 10, Mm -hmm. uh, this week with Kevin picking (laughs) him dead last. Uh, okay. My dead last pick. I think it's, it's getting really hard now because all these guys, like at this point, everybody's played reasonably well this year. Um, okay. I'm going with. Uh, I want to say Kelly Craft. Mm. Kelly Craft. I'm sorry, Kelly. Sorry, um, dude. Yeah, you, you've got a target on your back with me this week. Kelly Craft, it is. <laughs> All right. Winners. This one's, this one's actually hard for me. Um... What, who, who are the who are the the two that you're really like two or three maybe? I mean, I feel like Justin Thomas. JT, he's played really well in the last month or so. I mean, obviously he had the win at he Bridgestone. Through, and I feel like he's watching all these other people take what he believes is his spotlight. Yeah, and he got bumped out of number two in the world. Yeah, once. I don't mind that Brooks. You know, I I think he's. He cares. I, and then Paul Casey, I feel like, is is ready to to make another, you know, run. I don't know if he'll get it done, but... All right, who, so pick your... Is, is, it, is it Casey? Or yeah, let's pick Paul Casey. You're going with Paul just Casey? Just to be a little more, uh, you know, not picking JT. All right, my pick, I might surprise some people here. I'm picking Bryson DeChambeau to win his second event in a row. No way. Yep, I'm picking him to go full Billy Horschel style, win the first two FedEx Cup playoff events, and on his way to winning the FedEx Cup this year. I picture him not having a hangover. Yeah, I I I agree. Self-proclaimed man on a mission. Yeah. I think think it's it's guaranteed. He made you a believer. He really did. He really (laughs) did, which is saying a lot. I don't often, like, shift my opinion on somebody that much, but... I really felt really good about what I what I saw and heard from him yeah. after the rounds. Um, so, uh, you know, we'll see this week. Should be fun. Should be a, a good Labor Day weekend uh, of golf. Uh, I don't know. Any other parting thoughts before we sign off for the day? No, I don't believe so. Um, have a good 
what, Labor Day? Yeah. Weekend? And we'll see you uh, maybe Tuesday. Tuesday morning we'll get this done. Sounds good. Thanks for, again for listening, everybody, and uh, we'll catch you on Tuesday. I'm just sitting here in front of you guys. <laughs> Talking. Just hanging out here.